Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna, Season 3, Episode 5. Our guest today is Sabrina Donnelly. Like a one-person subscription that can filter a lot of even the AI-powered phishing attacks, um, AI-powered attacks on like web and advertisements, and then having user awareness training for some of the things that, you know, you could spend a lot of money on it, or you can just get educated on it and be like, oh, I just need to be aware of these things. What sets Sabrina apart is her wavering dedication to the heart of American business, small to mid-sized organization, local governments, and nonprofits. In this episode, we dive into Sabrina's incredible journey, exploring the challenges and triumphs of leaving the corporate world to join a family startup in the cybersecurity sector. We uncover the strategies and insights she employs to help organizations of all sizes thrive in the digital age. Her story is inspiring and an invaluable resource for anyone seeking to understand the intersection of technology and business. And I have a white t-shirt and I'm wearing some headphones. How about you, Sabrina? Uh, well, I'm wearing a uh, white dress. I've got some a pearl necklace on. Um, I've got some nice, uh, I guess, pink, pink lipstick-ish, kind of, you know, a little bit uh, in uh, commemoration of Barbie, a little bit. So, yes. Love it. I just want to mention you look very beautiful. Oh, thank you. So Maya. I was going to say, Sabrina looks so ready and professional. And I mean, I'm out here with with my t-shirt and I have a headscarf on, ready for a day of writing code and talking. But, um, but yeah, Sabrina looks amazing. Oh, thank you. You guys look wonderful. You guys are shining. Thank you very much, Sabrina. So Sabrina, do you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Um, I am a customer advocate uh, with CyberCastle. Uh, CyberCastle is a secure AI, cybersecurity, and risk management company uh, located in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. Oh, nice. And in fact, I just want to mention, we actually met there. I was speaking yes. at one of the WitCon conferences and that's how we met and I was like I really need to invite you to be on my podcast and it's such an honor for you to say yeah you'll come so that's amazing so we can start with our first question Um, I'm actually really interested in just a quick introduction from you Sabrina tell us more about you what inspired you to get into tech and what specifically inspired you to get into this space and this company sure so uh, going all the way back, uh, my parents were what you call serial entrepreneurs. So they started up to this point now um, nine for-profit wow. companies and two nonprofits. So getting to be in that kind of entrepreneurship environment, I actually remember one of my my family's first uh, companies. They would do product delivery and pickup out of their garage. And I remember being among the packing peanuts and the whiteboards and meeting people. And I was probably between two to four at the time. So I always kind of knew I wanted to venture a little bit more in the business space. Later on, my family got involved with some high-tech startups, uh, kind of social media 2.0 in Silicon Valley, as well as some 
uh, engineering innovation and technology startups internationally. So getting to see that and have a lot of conversations with my dad, I was always fascinated with the process of innovation, technology. And I remember one conversation I had with my dad, I was probably early in high school at the time. And he said, you know, one day, Sabrina, technology is going to advance where you won't even need to be meeting face to face with someone. You'll be able to have a conversation just as real virtually as in person. And that idea really stuck with me of how technology can bring people together from a communication standpoint and also be used for such good. Um, so I, my I initial background, I worked for a couple of consulting companies and in insurance as well. But my heart was always on how can I get back to technology? And so I got to leave my corporate job about a little over three years ago and join my family's cybersecurity startup. And today I get to help leaders to kind of take the FUD, the fear, uncertainty, and doubt out of emerging tech and like AI and make sure that they're safe while doing it too. So um, my passions, I guess I love dogs. I love helping other people find their passions. Uh, I am a very happy to say I am a sci-fi and fantasy nerd, 100%. And I also am expecting uh, my first uh, little boy uh, in February. So that's me in a nutshell. Oh, wow. I just want to say congratulations. <laughs> that's Thank amazing. You. Wow. And that's a lot, Sabrina. Okay, first, I have to say I'm also a sci-fi and fantasy nerd. That is wonderful. Um, let's get back on topic, though. Wait, wait, wait. So, hold um, up. You too, you're a sci-fi? Because I'm a yes. sci-fi too. Oh, wow. I, now I see what we have in common. Right? I, I grew up reading Asimov, and like one of his concepts was always this, like, virtual hologram technology. And so when Sabrina was talking about the story her dad told her, I was like, I remember reading about this like 20 something years ago. Yeah, my, my favorite sub genre of sci-fi is time travel. And I was always like, this is so useless. Like, why am I so fascinated with this? But the funny thing is now with the different findings and like quantum physics and things, I'm like, mm -hmm. well, there's actually more possibility for this than uh, than I thought. So anyways not on topic <laughs> actually now we've I, that i'm guessing this is going to be part of our topics now but we, we're going to save that discussion for more towards the end because i do have a bunch of other questions to ask you um but can you just quickly talk about the sort of cybersecurity space and where your company fits in because there's so much stuff right cybersecurity covers a lot of things um where does your company fit in and where what are the problems you're solving for your customers right now? Yeah, thanks for asking. So we started to solve a problem, which was small to mid-sized organizations were getting attacked like crazy. And even though there's a lot of IT providers and technology solutions out there, 
they were still getting attacked like crazy. So we're like, well, what is this problem? I don't think it's a technology problem, actually. I think it might be a risk management problem. Also, a, it's a, a education and awareness challenge, too, because, again, a lot of small to mid-sized businesses, they're in the grind every day. They're thinking about, how do I deliver my product on time? How do I keep my reputation good? How do I make sure I'm retaining people? So the cyber risk side is usually of their top 10 priorities. It's falling in 15th or 20th, right? So we saw this problem and yet 84% of all ransomware attacks target companies with less than 1,000 employees or less. Wow, with less yes. resources to contact them, I'm guessing. Exactly, and yeah. less of a deep pocket that if they have to pay out, they're much more vulnerable. So when we saw this, we said, how do we solve this problem? And we realized that it comes down to understanding the people, process, and governance side of cybersecurity and just risk decision-making. So we've come and taken that approach. And of course, there's technology involved with that. But if you can solve those other three areas first, the technology tends to come along in the right way at the right uh, budget and the right risk tolerance for the organization. So that's really what we solve uh, or we started from the beginning. Now with AI, uh, it's very interesting that I think small to mid-sized businesses are best positioned to use the power of AI because unlike larger companies that there's all these compliance and all these protocols to even start to think about it, Small to mid-size are very nimble, they're very agile, and they're also dealing with labor issues. So being able to start to implement that quickly, they can gain competitive advantages that even larger companies in the same industry or same function are able to get much more efficient. That said, there's a lot of privacy concerns with AI and security concerns mm -hmm. as well. So with our background of understanding cybersecurity, and then seeing how much AI is becoming a game changer for small to mid-size, we're able to kind of marry the best of both worlds together and help them use AI to be more productive and competitive without blowing up their business. That is so true. I think the question that I would have, which is a follow-up to that is, would you, how would you tell somebody who's just started their own business to invest mm -hmm. in cybersecurity? And what are the steps that they should take to make sure that they're secured? Because like you've mentioned, there's a lot of risks, but I feel like as a company owner right now, I don't know where to start. So where do, where do we start as small companies? Yeah, so at the smallest level, the key part is understanding how attacks can happen. And the number one cause is it's people always right? Yeah. Over 90% of all attacks is someone clicks on something or allows something. Um, and now with AI able to fake a lot of the verification and also the, you know, they can make it sound like it's someone, you know, it's a lot easier to get past that. So I think one of the key things I focus on is the access management part. So even as a, an owner yourself, having two separate accounts for what you're using daily for daily operations, your business, and then ones you can actually make admin changes with that's it's free. And that way, if you do click on something, 
in your daily account, they're not going to be able to get access in because you have all these restrictions on yourself. So it's just even having two separate logins is a good start. Um, And then email is the other email, web, and user training are, are really the key. And there's things that you can do like a one person subscription that can filter a lot of even the AI powered phishing attacks, um, AI powered attacks on like web and advertisements, and then having user awareness training for some of the things that, you know, you could spend a lot of money on it, or you can just get educated on it and be like, oh, I just need to be aware of these things. So those are the things I typically Mm -hmm. recommend uh, for small businesses. And the funny thing is at scale for businesses, 100, 500, 800, uh, those principles from a kind of cyber hygiene perspective, they still ring true as well. So, I mean, I'm just going to mention this. I love the fact that you mentioned AI powered facing attacks because it is something I had never heard, but I heard it, I've heard of it today. So Maya, did you hear of this before? No, I had it. Actually, what's an AI-powered attack versus just like a normal cybersecurity attack? Yes. That's a great question. So a couple of years ago, you guys probably remember uh, those emails or text messages. I am a prince from Africa and I need money. (laughs) And there's terrible spelling mistakes and everyone's like, okay, no smart person is going to really fall for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the initial scamming and phishing. Uh, but now, because there's ChatGPT, you could even put a prompt in ChatGPT and say, hey, write me a five-length uh, phishing campaign for the tech industry, oh, for no. these types of decision makers, have a call to action, and it will generate an entire campaign for you. Wow. Without spelling mistakes. Wow. And, for free. Oh and goodness. referencing, yeah, for free. And you referencing all of the best practices of emails on the internet. Uh, you could even ask, like, hey, what are the best practices that cause people to click on things? So just like you have access at your fingertips for mm-hmm. the generative AI, so do bad actors. So that's one example. Another example is once they have that information, whether it's obtained through a data breach or something like that personal information, they can then impersonate other people and they can use voice cloning to sound just like the real person. I've actually had several business owners come to me and saying, yeah, this has happened. I thought I was talking to my longtime customer because they sounded just like them. I've even met them in person, but they sound just like them. And so that makes it hard to discern, is this the real person or are they not? Um, One other example is just traditional verification. AI can get past that very quickly. In fact, there's Mm -hmm. a study uh, put out by Statista that if you have a password that's less than 12 characters, so between one to 11 characters, it can be broken by AI powered code, like password breakers within a, a couple hours. Now, I think it's like one to eight, it's like instantly it can get cracked. And then nine to oh. 11, it's like maybe an hour or so, it, or a couple hours. If you have 
12 characters or more though it's like 10,000 years so <laughs> so use passwords that are 12 characters I'll I'll send you guys the the image of that just so I can uh you can see the exact I'm not I'm not quoting all the specifics but that's another way that's that great. AI is being used to kind of crack traditional verification so in all those are kind of some of the ways that AI powered cyber attacks can happen wow Wow. These are these are amazing stories, and I have a feeling you have so many more of these. Um, I do want to switch gears a little bit to talk about your journey, though. Mm -hmm. How was your process going from a corporate job to a very tech-heavy startup? That is a great question. So getting to work in consulting and then work for corporate, I kind of got to know what I liked in jobs and then what I also didn't like. And one of the things I did not like was an industry that was so mature that there wasn't really that room for change. And unless I was at the very highest of the executive levels and I was like, hmm, I could try to really work my way up the ladder. And that's what some people do, but I wanna start being able to influence today. Um, so, I also, like I said, I'd always wanted to be in technology, but I'd always wanted to be in technology that was specifically helping business and helping leaders in a way. Um, I also knew that I liked the risk management side of things, like helping them make better risk decisions. So when I joined CyberCastle, um, I like to say it's it's the most fun journey and the most frustrating journey because when you go in something to solve a problem when not a product, that's technically the best way to do something, but that means you don't actually know the answer when you start. And so there's a lot of iterations, there's a lot of mistakes that you make. I was in charge of helping to, anytime we made a solution and said, okay, I think, I think this will work, we've done research, I would go out in the market and talk to potential people and say, does this make sense? What do you like about it? What do you don't? And initially we went through three or four iterations of what we did from the time we started until today. Sometimes the answer was, oh, that's nice. I'm never going to buy that. <laughs> and you get a lot of rejection in the process. Um, it's not proven. So mm -hmm. I had to definitely, I definitely had to learn to not base my own worth on what people whether they accepted the solution that I put all my time and effort and lots of smart people had put effort into mm -hmm. and be able to take everything as learning and insight. And so, which then it was able to kind of bring us where we are today mm -hmm. and not just land on something initially that, yeah, it solves one problem, but it's not the root of the problem. So mm -hmm. that's super quick, my journey in the past kind of three plus years. Wow. That is amazing. I mean, I feel like I keep mentioning this over and over that I feel like in my podcast all the time I say amazing because the women we speak to are so amazing that I don't even know what to say. I'm like I'm always out of words. And I wanted to piggyback to Samaya's questions and ask you this. What would you tell little Sabrina now? Hmm, that's a good question. Don't be such a perfectionist. Okay, why? <laughs> Give uh, us more details. <laughs> so... Perfection is actually, I think, the, the biggest barrier to progress. 
in some ways because perfection doesn't leave room for failure. And you cannot innovate something unless you fail and usually fail multiple times. So I think telling my little Sabrina self, hey, it's okay to fail, fail fast. Mm -hmm. And if you find that you can't, you've run into, you've gotten stuck, Mm -hmm. then seek out kind of teachers and mentors versus trying to figure it out all on your own. That is well said and perfectly said. Don't be a perfectionist because I feel like many of us (laughs) struggle. I have one last question for Sabrina, though. Yeah. Um, we c- you cannot leave without giving us a science fiction book recommendation. <laughs> oh, or yes. Two. Okay, so I have to say my, a lot of my fandom has been more movies and shows than books, but I will say that the Star Wars Thrawn book if any of you have read that, is very, very good. Um, yeah, amazing. Yes, I also really enjoy Star Trek as well. I haven't read the books, but I, I like to watch the shows a lot as well. Wow, it's been so amazing to have you today, Sabrina. But before you go, please tell our listeners where they can find you and also where do you share resources with us on cybersecurity because the topic you mentioned was super amazing. We'd like to share that. Sure. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Sabrina Donnelly at Cybercastle. I post pretty often on the topics of secure AI, cybersecurity, and risk management. So that's a great way to connect. Uh, I'm doing also quite a few speaking engagements uh, locally here in Cincinnati, but also starting to do things virtually as well. So feel free to listen in and look for other podcasts and videos that I do and uh, blog posts as well. So, yes. Perfect. Thank you so, so much, Sabrina. It was amazing having you. So Maya, do you have any parting shots words? (laughs) I just want to thank Sabrina again for so much information, so many cool stories. And thank you for spending time with us today.